is Out of Context with Caitlin Hartland. Indeed, that is me, Caitlin Hartland, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Out of Context. It's February, and as such, it's also African Heritage Month. So I thought, what better time to check in with my old pal, Morgan? Not that she's old, she's actually quite a bit younger than me. But uh, we met in radio school, well, TV school for her, and it led to a pretty fabulous friendship over the last, hmm, how many years has it been? You know what? Morgan, you do the math. Six. I... Is that, is that right? 2014, seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang, that's, it doesn't feel that long. And you know it also feels like an eternity. <laughs> they say friendships that last over seven years last forever. That's true. I've heard that. It was on Facebook. It must be true. Yeah. Yeah. But after five minutes of friendship with you, I knew it was going to last forever. I wasn't expecting to cry in the first five minutes. <laughs> Damn it, Morgan. All right. So for those who don't know, uh, Morgan and I met at NSCC, the Nova Scotia Community College in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And we were taking at the time, it was called Radio and Television Arts and has since changed names to Radio Television Journalism. And yeah, we met in first year within the first week, I think we were chatting and uh, becoming budding friends. So um, in this episode, we're going to talk about Morgan's journey from those humble days at NSCC to where she is now working for Eastlink and taking on some independent projects here and there. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about a partnership she had last year that led to something called J School Noir. And I'm not going to spoil it any further than that. We're going to jump right into talking with Morgan. Um, but first, we're going to get a bit of your background. So uh, talking about your humble beginnings in RTA. What was that like? I know at the beginning of school, you were pretty shy, but I personally have seen you come out of your shell. What do you mean? I'm still in my shell. I'm like a little hermit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I was very shy starting in, uh, in RTA. I didn't really, you know, say a whole lot. I was very uh, overwhelmed. Because it seemed like everybody, at least in the first couple of days, everybody seemed very close, very fast. Mm. So I, very, I felt very, uh, you know, on the outside looking in. And I just thought I would never, ever be friends with these people. You know, they seem like they have their click. And I don't know how I will get in this click. Uh, but yeah, eventually I, I became friends with everyone and changed a lot during those, those two years. Um, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, grew a lot learned a lot made some lifelong friends i'd say and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> seven years later here we are still thick as thieves I can't believe it's seven years later i know now that we've done the math i'm like holy shit <laughs> and, and your name in my phone is still it's caitlin artland because that was the first text you ever sent to me that's so funny. <laughs> Literally just copied and pasted it as my contact name. That's oh, yeah. that's great. I actually, your your contact photo is still you and Levi. May he rest in oh, peace. Rip. That was Morgan's, uh, one of her former cats who has passed Love on. Him. Yeah, he yeah. was a great cat. It's a great photo of you too, because you've got like your <laughs> gaming controller and the cat. It's like, sums you up in a photo, really. Yeah. <laughs> So from RTA, though, we both graduated in 2016, and then you went on to work for Eastlink not long after grad, right? I can't remember when you got that job. Yeah, it was about 
so we graduated in June. I got the job in November, so like maybe like six months. Yeah, pretty so, quick. Uh, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby, you know. Didn't stay at the bees for much longer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they shall not be named the bees. I didn't I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Those green aprons. <sighs> it's like <laughs> that meme of like nom flashbacks. <laughs> I still get them when I go to Safeway because it's basically the same store, like same layout and everything. Uh, Yeah. yeah. God. Rest in peace that job for both of us because we are never going back. (laughs) Oh, God, I'd rather die than go back there. I I, Oddly enough, I have dreams all the time that I have gone back to work there. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's funny you should mention that because I had one the other night of just like ringing through groceries and I was like, I haven't done that since 2014. (laughs) yeah shoot so um you you started working for eastlink in so 2016 right yeah 2016 okay so you've been with them a few years now and it's looking like you're probably going to stick with them um but how has the work that you've done changed from when you first started because i know you've been getting a bit more responsibility over the years yeah well i first started out i was doing I was very green I didn't really know what I was getting myself into (laughs) I mean I had done volunteer work with them but you know it couldn't really prepare me for exactly what I'd be doing yeah um so doing a lot of I mean you remember those those Rain Men games it's funny I never made it to one because that one that I was supposed to volunteer for (laughs) got cancelled and we didn't find out until we got there it was during that awful winter it was like a record-setting winter and the roads and sidewalks were just impassable the buses were cancelled yeah and we made that trek from my apartment to the metro center (laughs) or what is it called now social bank center yeah and we literally got to the corner across from it <laughs> and a group of second years drove by. And we're like, games cancel. <laughs> we're just like, don't offer us a ride or anything. We're That's fine. cool. We'll just walk back. Yeah. It took like twice uh, the time to walk there. I remember maybe even yeah. three times. It was ridiculous. Brunswick yeah. street was a freaking river. <laughs> That's one thing I don't miss about the East coast <gasps> is the storms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so my job has, uh, it's evolved. I definitely have taken on more of a leadership role, I would say. I produce a lot of content. And you're on content. camera too, right? Like rather than just yeah. being behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm on camera quite a bit, actually. Um, I do movie reviews. I host my own show. I do trail segments. Go on, plug um, it. What's it called? <laughs> my show is called Black Films That Teach okay um yeah so it's only available to eastlink subscribers though right yeah so that's the kicker you gotta be an eastlink subscriber okay well if you live in nova yeah. scotia get on eastlink so you can watch the show yeah get on it um yeah so I've, I've grown quite a bit um i enjoy what i do um yeah just really trying to grow my skills and you know you never know what the future holds I also forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, like I always do, I, it, for my faithful listeners, I do have my cup of Tetley tea. And Tetley, if you're listening, I am still up for a sponsorship. Girl needs dollars. Um, <laughs> so. Share the bag. 
Oh, Morgan, I miss you. So moving on from the Eastlink thing, that kind of like just from you having done so much work with Eastlink and having a focus on Black content in Nova Scotia, is that kind of what led you to the partnership with J School Noir? Um, no. Or how did that come about? It actually came to me. Our old professor, Aaron Moore, actually reached out to me. Oh. Uh, on Facebook and told me about this opportunity that they were going to be taking. I think it was like maybe 12 black youth from across the province and they were going to have basically a workshop and they were going to teach them the skills, I guess, as much as you can learn in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, journalism, they showed them some television skills. Um, they got to do a news broadcast, things like that. So anyway, so she put me in touch with the guy there, uh, Brian Daly. And yeah, so we connected. And I that day I went and I filmed the event and I edited it into a video for them. And what's cool about that video is that video has led to them being sponsored by Google and oh, wow. I believe Montreal now, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, so, you know, I've been speaking with Brian and he told me that, you know, that video has led to a lot of people being aware of this project mm-hmm. and seeing it. So now they're, like I said, sponsored by Google and I want to say Montreal. Um, they're sponsored by King's College here, you know, different news organizations and businesses. So their first event was last year and it was quite successful and yeah, so I'm proud that I was able to be a part of that. And So this yeah. was before COVID though, right? Because it was in February? Yes, it was February. So basically, probably, honestly, like three weeks before everything shut down. Whew, just in time. <laughs> yeah, slid in there. Yeah. In the nick of time, yeah. So how did it look for this year? Did they do it again virtually or? Yeah, so I believe it just finished for this year. They did it virtually. And... Uh, yeah, so um, I'll be doing another video probably in the next couple weeks. Oh, okay. Um, it'll be a little different because, um, you know, it won't be as visually nice. Right. But, yeah, so, uh, and they're doing it, um, I believe, all across the country. I'm not sure, Ooh. but I'm pretty sure that it's beyond just Nova Scotia now. Well, I know when I was reading the articles you had sent me that I guess the workshops were happening simultaneously in a few different cities as well as Halifax. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So you are involved with it this year then. And is it likely that this is going to be an ongoing thing for you, do you think? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, um, I did the video for them last year and they liked it and they reached out this year. So I'll be doing another video and... I would assume so. I can't, you know, I can't speak for that. Yeah, but, I guess you can't uh, guarantee it, but is it something you'd like yeah. to be part of, you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're partnered with, well, this whole thing is put on by the Canadian Association of Black Journalists. Mm-hmm. So the CABJ puts on this J School Noir and uh, they're a great organization and uh, I'm actually looking to get a membership with them. Oh, Okay. So can you tell me a little bit more about CABJ and and what they do? Yeah, so CABJ is essentially a resource for Black journalists, uh, you know, filmmakers, anybody in the media, really, of African descent. And there's, you know, job postings on there. There's support, uh, you know, for Black journalists. It's just a great resource if you're looking for jobs, looking for support, looking for connections. Um, 
yeah, you can get involved with that organization. Too. So it's both support and networking kind of in mm-hmm. one. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So would you say this particular partnership has led to any other opportunities that you've had since? Um, yeah, I've been, you know, I feel like this has offered me maybe some extra eyes on me, I guess. You know, mm. maybe people who might not have known me before. I'm by no means knowable or, you know, recognizable. <laughs> but, you know, Come on now, you sell yourself short. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm only five foot six. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, you got jokes. <laughs> next next uh, career will be comedian. You just, you know, got to dip your feet in a few different uh, pools. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've had some offers come to the table. Are you allowed to talk about any of them? Um, yeah, I mean, I got offered a temporary position at the CDC here in Halifax mm-hmm. as part of an initiative with Black journalists telling Black stories. But because it was temporary, it, for me personally, didn't make sense to leave my full-time position. Right. Um, I, I wish that I was in a position that I could say that I would be fine. Yeah, or but, that you could take some leave from work even just to do this and then yeah, come back would be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That doesn't mean you won't get offers in the future, though. And, I mean, yeah. maybe even Eastlink will open up more opportunities for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Because it seems like they value uh, your opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say so, you know. This past year, especially now that I've been doing on air, and I never traditionally thought of myself as a person that you would want to see on air, you know. It's so funny. Anybody who graduated with us would have never pictured that that's what you'd end up doing. Cause, I know. I mean, I know you guys can't see Morgan. You don't necessarily know her in real life. But if you had, you would be so shocked that she is on camera and like, okay. not just on camera, but doing well at it. Like when you send me clips of some of the stuff you've done, I'm just like, damn, who is she? Yeah. <laughs> that is not the girl I met in 2014. And don't get me wrong. It's it's like a happy surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I know. I mean, I'm just still getting used to that, that sense that. I, I, I still struggle with that. I don't look like the traditional person that you'd see on TV. But isn't you know, that kind I'm of not, the point, though? We need more of that. Yeah. I mean, not just, you know, that I am a black person, but, you know, I'm not the I, I'm not a, a supermodel by any <laughs> means, you know. I'm not Says you. A, I mean, I'm not. Sorry, I think you're you know, cute. Saying, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not all that. You know, I'm I'm a little little calm, but I'm not all that. She's humble, um, folks. She's humble. <laughs> you know, but no. And, uh, realistically, uh, I never thought I would be quote unquote attractive enough or a face that somebody would want to see on their TV. They probably would just want to hear me on the radio, not see me on TV. But anywho, I digress. So I'm I'm trying to get over that and really trying to just focus on my skills and less on worrying about what I look like. You know. I know that sounds real depressing. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm homely. No, but, you know, far from it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm homely, but you know, I'm gonna put your photo on this post, and your DMs are gonna be blowing up. So get ready. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> her number is nine zero two. 
Um, so it sounds like you are not only enjoying the job and doing well at it, but like, frankly, flourishing, like professionally, like, I think you've come a long way and the work you're doing is important. And I'm just curious what sorts of things you see yourself doing in the future. Cause I mean, you've been at Eastlink for five years now, almost, I guess going yeah. on five years. And, um, I mean, nothing against, you know, staying there forever, like working there till you retire, but do you have your sights set on anything bigger or maybe going to a different city or like, what, what do you, what's your future look like? Work there until I die. <laughs> Collect that pension. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, I never thought I'd be the type of person that people would want to see, but now I'm kind of, I feel like I have a lot to offer. I think I have a lot of personality Mm-hmm. And I think I have a lot of good ideas. Um, Can confirm. Yeah. That, that, I, that I think I could bring a lot of value to. And I don't, I don't know um, whether my future involves being on camera, behind the camera. I do think it would take me outside of Nova Scotia. I don't know. Would you go outside uh, of Canada, do you think? I mean, honestly, yeah. Any any opportunity that came up that I think would be worth it, but I would jump on it, you know. Yeah. I mean to put this so in pers- we'll to put this in perspective, how old are you? I'm twenty five. See, you still got so much time left. Like you've already accomplished more at twenty five than I ever did. <laughs> My knees are cracking though. My knees are crack a lacking, so I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, that's been me since age seven, so I feel you. <laughs> no I think the work you've been doing is really awesome and aside from anything else I think you're way more entertaining than you give yourself credit for like some of the clips you've sent me I'm just like damn I wish <laughs> I wish I was an <laughs> Eastlink subscriber so I could actually watch this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like I said I mean that just has again with um my personal my growth as a person I've I feel mm. like my, my personality has grown and I'll talk about, I mean, I lost a substantial amount of weight. You and I have talked about this quite often. and Many, many you know, times, yeah. Many times <laughs> to the point where you probably hear, you see my text, but you're like, oh, no, again with this one. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to get a text back these days. <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay, I feel the need to point out uh, that we're on uh, day, what's our Snapchat streak? Oh, yeah, let me check. Hold uh, on, where's my phone? 799. Is that what we're at? Shoot, yeah. we're just shy of 800. Damn. Just shy of 800 days. And actually, if you want to get technical, there should be a good, like, 365 on top of that, almost. But mm-hmm. Snapchat got rid of our streak the first time we were gunning for a yeah. year. Oh, we were so mad because we knew yeah. it wasn't us. We were, no. we were vigilant about yeah. making sure we snapped every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, that's a point of pride for us. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it would be for anyone else, but <laughs> there it is. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, dang, that's dedication. And if there's any older <laughs> folks listening who don't use Snapchat or younger folks who just don't <laughs> subscribe to most social media apps, um, Snapchat has a thing where if you s- send a snap, AKA a photo um, and your friend sends one back in the same day. And then you do it for days in a row. It keeps a streak going. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yours is by far my largest. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. 
Yeah, my my girlfriend and I actually tried to keep it going for the first little while, and then we've just given up because we're like, whatever, we live together now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I'm number one. And also, she would routinely forget and be like, oh, sorry, our streak's gone. I'm like, whatever, it's cool. If, <laughs> you're not Morgan, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, so I, I lost a lot of weight and gained a lot of confidence, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Back who there here I am and overall like a healthier lifestyle like I feel like you could uh, incorporate um physical activity a lot more into your day mm-hmm. in general yeah like like I mentioned we do trail segments uh we're going to do a trail segment very soon and it's at Jacob's Ladder uh well Victoria Park in Truro okay um so pray for me it's gonna be cold <laughs> yeah this is not an ideal time of year for that no, but especially in Nova Scotia, know, can't, stop, can't stop the grind. Grind don't stop. Yeah, that's that's definitely a quality you had. I would say from year one in RTA. Yeah, uh, almost yeah. to a fault. Like, girl, you need to rest sometimes. I hope you know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's definitely carried on into my career. Um, I'm just always going. I always like to be working, and I just feel you know, as a black woman, I always you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I need to work twice as hard all the time yeah. to make sure that no one will ever call me lazy. No one will ever say I'm not pulling my weight. You know, that's so... I always want to be, I, I always want to make sure that I am the one that they say, yes, Morgan always is working. Right. That's so frustrating though, that you have to do that or that you feel yeah. the need to do that. But that said, I absolutely understand why. Mm-hmm. But uh, wouldn't it be great if society could move to a point where that wasn't necessary? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, yeah. uh, I've been watching this documentary. I don't know if you're familiar with Harry Belafonte. He was a musician. No. Still is, technically. He's alive. He's 93. Yeah. Um, but he was really popular in the 60s. And he kind of brought Calypso music to America because I believe his roots are Jamaican. Okay. Um, Anyway, there's this documentary on Crave. If you have it, you should watch it. <laughs> it's um, I do have Crave. Oh, excellent then. I'll send you the link. <laughs> um, but it's called <laughs> The Sit-In. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher the title, but it's something to the effect of The Sit-In. Harry Belafonte takes over The Tonight Show for a week. And so I had no idea this had happened. But in 1968, I guess amid all of the civil rights movement that was happening in the U.S., Johnny Carson, the host of The Tonight Show at the time, recognized the need to talk about political issues because he'd actually been criticized quite a bit for not talking about what was going on in the world on his show and like the fact that he had such a huge platform and wasn't using it to its full efficiency. And his argument was that he wanted to keep things light and people don't want to hear about all the doom and gloom right before bed because that's when his show would come on, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What a change now that's almost all we look at before we go to bed (laughs) it's just doom scrolling through the day's news but yeah because of that criticism he kind of woke up and was like oh I do need to pay attention to this but I also know I am not the person to talk about these issues I'm not informed enough so what he did was he gave over his show to Harry Belafonte for an entire week and he was allowed complete free reign of the guests he had on the show so he had people like Martin Luther King Jr. Robert Kennedy, who was potentially going to run for president at the time, he hadn't officially announced it until he was on the show. Um, He had people like Dionne Warwick, Buffy St. Marie from Canada. Uh, Who else? 
so many people. Um, really interesting documentary, though, because it kind of goes into what was going on with each of those people, because he he was very selective with his guests. He chose people who supported the civil rights movement. Uh, oh, Paul Newman, that was another one. So it was majority people of color he had on the show with like a few white people peppered in, which in late mm. night television in the 60s, you didn't see that. You wouldn't mm. see a majority cast that is not white and like maybe one white person on the screen. Mm. Um, and it was really well really rated. that now. <laughs> I know. And that's what really got me. And they mentioned it uh, a fair bit in the documentary. Harry Belafonte himself uh, was talking about the fact that, you know, like this was so long ago and yet here we are not much further ahead. And uh, they interviewed Whoopi Goldberg as, as well. And she said uh, that particular moment in time, not long after the show that both Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy were on, like during that week, it was barely a couple months later that both of them were assassinated. And Whoopi was saying that pretty much since that time, you know, the movement kind of fell apart and is the reason we're seeing the unrest we still are now, like in 2021 in the United States, because they never recovered from losing those two really pivotal figures of the civil rights movement. Like it shook mm -hmm. people so much that the progress they had made was not entirely lost, but it sort of went to a standstill because they went from that in the 60s till not until sometime in the 90s when Arsenio Hall had a show having a black person host a late night television show. Like that's bonkers. Mm. 30 years it took yeah. <laughs> after yeah. that really pivotal moment. So it's not hard to understand why black people are frustrated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. like so much work was done to undo all of the wrong that had been happening for centuries. And then it within the span of a few months, it was undone by killings of people that were completely unjustified. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hear you, girl. I hear you. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're saying about the fact that you aren't sure in 2021 if people are going to want to see your face on screen like that's very indicative of a large, mm -hmm. large problem. And it's not exclusive yeah. to the US. We can't pretend that it is. Ew. There's so no. much racism in Canada. Oh. We're just more polite about it. <laughs> We're like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're racist, sorry. Classic, honestly. Yeah. So have you, have you found that that's been like a visible barrier? Like are your, um, the people above you, are they conscious of the fact that you face a lot more challenges than your average coworker? I can't say that it's ever really come up, you know? Um, so is it more of an atmosphere where they're trying to just treat you like everybody else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree that, uh, yeah, I just feel like one of the team and it's never really been an issue. It's never... I guess it's been a dress. I feel like everyone just treats me like, you know, the same, which I guess, you know, ultimately as a minority is what you want, yeah. you know, to be treated equally, you know, Fairly. you never want to be, yeah. yeah, you never want to be treated. I mean, I don't think I'd need to be treated better than other people <laughs> or, you know, I just want to be treated the same. No, that's what white people want. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 me. <laughs> I have it so 
So then do you think anybody would uh, object to you maybe wanting to cover more sensitive material then? Because I know like you're doing movie reviews and stuff about trails that's, you know, pretty middle of the road, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, If you were to bring up something uh, to do with social justice, do you think the people above you would go for it? Yeah, it, I mean, it and would it be something are, you'd be interested in doing? I guess is also an important question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you gotta understand is that we're very a wholesome, good news. You know, everything's all all nice. Which I like telling good news stories, happy stories. I I don't think there's a lot of that. Mm. I think there's a lot of just you know doom and gloom out there. So I like that I get to tell nice stories. Um, and, you know, some stories do have a social justice angle. You know, I did a story, for example, on it's called Changes Brewing Co. So they're a coalition of people who, BIPOC people, so yep. Black and Indigenous people of color. Um, and they're bringing about diversity in the brewing industry. Oh. So they partner with local brewery, breweries and they make beers, um, just collaborate to try and bring some education and some diversity into the brewing industry. So I, I was able to do a story like that, you know, just different things like that. Um, I mean, I, if, depending on where I worked, if I worked somewhere else where there was an opportunity to, to tell a hard-hitting story, a uh, social justice story, then maybe, maybe I would do that. Okay. But right now I take I take the lighter I take the lighter approach, which which is good for me now, you know. I'm yeah. a softy, so I like the good story. <laughs> Can confirm, yeah, you're a big old softy. As much as you might not admit it, most of the time. Yeah. You a tender heart. Yeah. Will cry at any moment. <laughs> no, that's my job. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> I cry when I'm happy, I cry when I'm sad, I cry when I'm angry. Just every emotion. Yeah. <laughs> she cried at the end of Infinity War. I mean, hell, you almost had me crying in the first five minutes of <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> really doesn't take when, much. Do you remember when you were watching Avengers Infinity War and I called you for the last oh. like 25 minutes? <laughs> okay. I feel like that's something people need to get a background on because this is very, I feel representative of our friendship, what, what we did. So um morgan is a massive marvel fan like she's followed the movies the comics like she is thoroughly um immersed in the culture of the marvel uh cinematic universe and so i can't remember how it came about yeah i i did watch panther and then you were like yeah i'm gonna watch everything maybe because it was definitely after I watched Black Panther, but I had seen some of the other movies up to that point. Yeah. I just wasn't following them religiously like you were. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, that one blew me away. Like Black Panther was such an important movie for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, May Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. God. Guess that means we'll never get to interview him. Sucks. Oh. <sighs> but uh, yeah, so... I think you found a graphic somewhere online and it was like the order of the Marvel movies that you have to watch for it to be, to chronologically make sense. And so you sent it to me and I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. (laughs) And like, and I went to great lengths because this was when I lived in Fort Francis and my internet was no bueno. Like I would have to turn off my Wi-Fi just to send a freaking Snapchat video. 
And so like picture me trying to find like these really sketchy streams online <laughs> because not all of them were on Netflix. I couldn't yeah. necessarily rent them because the library didn't have all of them. And so <laughs> you were like finding these really obscure links for me to watch a couple of them. And like, oh, I, I just remember, I can't remember which movie it was, but it was by far the most frustrating of all the ones I watched because it was like, it would go 30 seconds and then stop. And I'd have to wait yeah. for a buffer and then it would like screw up anyway. And so I ended up watching like the same two minutes over and over, like waiting for it to load a bit further. <laughs> but yeah, for, um, it was Infinity War that you called me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh yeah, because this was before Endgame came out because I made sure yeah. to go see that in the theater. Like I crossed the border to Minnesota <laughs> so that I could watch that movie for you. Yeah. And I, I even did a blog post about it uh, when I was working at the radio station. I I think I did a couple. Because <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think I did one leading up to it and then one with like my spoiler-free review of it yeah and I had pictures of your um your various memorabilia collection from Marvel movies oh so good um but yeah you called me so I was watching it and you I think you had it on as well right yeah 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 you brought up the same stream so (laughs) it was probably off by like a couple seconds maybe but it was pretty we got it pretty close so we ended up watching the, the last probably what 10 to 15 minutes of it together I think it was like I think or was it like a half hour like I think it was a half hour okay it was quite a bit because <laughs> it was yeah because you were present so to speak on the phone when Gamora gets died yeah yeah mm, gets tossed yeah, yeah. I feel like we're okay to say spoilers now like it's been long it's been enough years if you since. haven't seen it that's on you <laughs> But yeah, that if they want to know, let me know. I'll send them the picture. <laughs> but you wanted so badly to like hear my reaction. You were just like, "Fuck it, I'm calling her," because <laughs> yeah. you knew I was gonna lose my shit, <laughs> especially yeah. at that part. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh, excuse me. And since that, that we've uh, used new technology like Netflix Watch Party to watch movies together. <laughs> yeah, and I have way better internet now, so it doesn't screw up yeah. every two seconds. <laughs> Oh, man. We've been through a lot together, boo. We have. We have. <laughs> have you told them that we call each other boo all the time? I just realized as I said it that I hadn't. <laughs> That's like the, it's such a big part of our friendship. Uh, almost the foundation, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's, it's taken on a life of its own, I would say. Like, I don't feel like either of us own the word boo anymore because we oh. use it as a, a verb and adjective we change proper names to include boo there's just there's so much we have a whole other language when we talk to each other honestly yeah there was Somebody one read our text and like what the frig funny you should say that because <laughs> one time i sent my friend amber a text that was meant for you <laughs> and she was just like what the fuck did you just say and I had to be like oh god I'm sorry that was meant for Morgan she's like yeah because that didn't sound like you like what (laughs) I was like I I can't even explain it would take too much time and I'm not sure that I even understand it (laughs) yeah boo has become a name it's become 
yeah, every single way every part of speech. the word boo mm-hmm. is in there. Like <laughs> it's as interchangeable as fuck, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be like <sighs> one one moment, it'll be one boomin. One boomin, like, yeah. <laughs> We're not talking on Zoom right now. It's boom. (laughs) Uh, At this point, we've lost all the listeners in the podcast. They're like, they're just hanging out. They don't even care about us anymore. Yeah. Instead of a movie, it's a boovie. A boovie. Boovie night. Yep. Because once upon a time, when we lived in the same city, we would have boovie nights. Movie night. We would go to Sobeys and get a shit ton of snacks. And then come back to my place or your place. The nacho dip. Oh, the nacho dip. Yeah. Like the layered dip from the yeah. deli. Yeah. Oh, that, that shit was God. good. Remember <sighs> when I showed you white chicks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie was, it was something. I will say that. That movie was ahead of its time. Yeah. Actually, I think you're right. Because I, I remember it coming out and I remember how much a topic of conversation it was. Like so many people would quote it all the time. And I already knew yeah. about the whole Terry Crews singing Vanessa Carlton thing. Like, because it was just something that people talked about all the time. Yeah. And, but I never saw it. Like all those years went by and it just didn't happen. Like so many movies, I have an ever growing list of like, yeah, yeah, I should really watch that and just haven't. But yeah, after seeing it, I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely quoted it since, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <sighs> I, and speaking of which, I'd say we're overdue for a boovie night, because what did we watch last? Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas That's right. Eve, I feel the need to point that out. That's, that's how important my boo is to me i will give yeah. up any holiday to spend time <laughs> not that i yeah put that much value on holidays anymore <laughs> but yeah. it sounds nice to say <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh you should get the listeners to give us some recommendations for a boo yeah. on netflix that's a good that's a good call actually yeah because that's the only way we can yeah. watch it together that's true yeah uh yeah so listeners hit up the comment section on either instagram or facebook when this episode comes out and let us know what you want us to watch and uh, we'll report back because i want to have you on another episode in the future just fyi i'm gonna spring that on you right now (laughs) what will i talk about i mean tbd (laughs) you know (laughs) leave them leave them wanting more (laughs) okay great um my 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 sizzling personality will bring them back think so i think you're great i mean yeah i'm biased mm. booist if you will booist. <laughs> um but i wanted to build a bit more on what we were talking about before uh when i was asking you about like what your plans for the future are um mm. do you you think you'll stay in television as your main medium though yes i think so you, um, you don't want to move into film or anything like that uh well anything with a camera Mm. um i mean i guess when i go into i don't know enough about the specifics of film and you know the technology and whatnot as much as Elena um, might think they're similar industries they are very different yeah they're very different um i don't feel like going back to school right now <laughs> that could that could change you know that's fair right now i don't feel like going back to school um but right now i'm happy in television mm-hmm so I feel like film is a whole other beast that I don't 
feel the need to tackle right now. Yeah. Um, but do you think, yeah, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'm, I'm a happy where I am. So. That's good. Do you think um, you're going to continue to uh, have your Black heritage be kind of a focus in your work? Um, I'm, not even, I'm not even sure I would say it's necessarily a focus in my work. It's just a thing that I'm happy to share. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share all kinds of stories, but I would like to. Um, I would like to, you know, put emphasis on Black stories and you know, black faces and, and things like that. And stop me if, black faces. <laughs> <laughs> and stop me if this is too touchy a subject, but I mean, you grew up with um, like you are biracial. And so you had yes. a, a very unique experience, I would say, as a black person in Nova Scotia. And do you a ever white th- experience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you quite think you would like to do some work um, kind of focusing on that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me personally, when you talk about being mixed race, and I I like to talk about it because I think it is such a common thread with people who are mixed race. Yeah. The older I get, the more I find how much we all have in common when it comes to like, yeah, I was basically the only black person in my family, you know, all my friends were white, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I would love to tell those stories, you know, about dealing with being mixed race and kind of figuring out where you fit in the circle of race, yeah. you know, um, uh, it's funny because today I actually did an interview with some filmmakers here and one of them was saying how the black experience is different for every black person. And that's so true. You know, mm-hmm. my, my experience as a black person is not the same as somebody else's who's a black person. And I think that that's really special. Yeah. And I think that that's a story that, you know, needs to be told. And I think that people will be interested in. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll do something like that. Cause when you, yeah. yeah. You putting it that succinctly, I'm thinking about it now, like, yeah, there are so many other factors at play, like uh, whether you have parents, single parent, if you come mm-hmm. from like a non-traditional family in that regard, or, mm-hmm. you know, like what your income status was, that would have a huge bearing on how your life turns mm-hmm. out. Like all of that yeah. stuff plays a role. And also where you live, because I mean, you mm-hmm. grew up in the city, right? For the yeah, most part. I grew up in, in Dartmouth. I would, I would call Dartmouth my home. I love yeah, Dartmouth. Yeah, you do um, love Dartmouth. <laughs> I do love You're Dartmouth You're so proud. I love I'm it. I'm proud. I'm honestly very proud to be from Dartmouth. I love it here. There's a lot to be um, proud of, to be honest. They, it gets a bad yeah. rap, but like I lived there for two years and never had any yeah. issues. Well, I can't I, say I that, but it wasn't because I was in Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the people from Dartmouth are very, they love Dartmouth. Like people who are from here love it here. And they're like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm from Dartmouth, of course. Like... <laughs> Kind of like Nova Scotians um, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very proud people. So um, yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, like you were talking about how your life can be so different depending on where you are. And I mean, you think about it like like your friends, you know, what kind of sports, maybe if you were in a sports, if you were like, if you were into hockey, your whole experience would be different than if, mm. than if you were in basketball, you know? Because I mean, hockey is predominantly a white sport. So that again would change your experiences. Very and, true. Yeah. And if you never had any black educators in your life, if you didn't have anyone you could kind of look up to, yeah, that would definitely have a bearing on how you view yourself and the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm personally dealing with my racial identity. I don't, I don't feel very black. 
I'm just no? going to be honest. And I don't feel very black at all. Um, but who, who decides how that's measured, though? <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but just me personally, I just, I feel very Caucasian. Um, very white. And not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, how I was raised. Course, I'm trying yeah. to experience another side of myself, you know, trying to get outside of my little Caucasian bubble that I'm in and, you know, just trying say, to. Sorry. Would you no, say, go ahead. would you say your hair journey has been part of that exploration? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I've had my hair buzz short for almost for a lot of my life and the past two years I've uh, started growing it out it's a slow process it looks phenomenal though thank you I love your um hair. I've been getting it braided lately which I really like I like the braids I used to have long hair as a kid I used to have extensions oh um, I don't think I've yeah. seen any pictures of that I'll need to send you some pics. Yeah, but, please do. So <laughs> I've been enjoying the braids. There's something like I have an attachment to the braids. When I take the braids out, I'm sad. I miss them. You know, hmm. it's like a part of myself. But yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to grow my hair out and do some different things. And yeah. Do you think there's any sort of cultural significance? And like, maybe it's something you're not even conscious of when you take the braids out? Like, oh, I'm taking out my heritage, you know? <laughs> mm, I never thought of it like that. But yeah, you're kind of right. Taking out some of that black girl magic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We've given each other a lot to think about this episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I love about my friendship with you, though, is like we discuss literally everything under the sun. Yeah. Like literally. if I have something I'm thinking about, like Boo gets a text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like we'll send each other articles or videos and be like what do you think of this and then we have a discussion about yeah. it and I love that because yeah. I can't do that with all of my friends yeah yeah and I feel I like you I... offer a pretty unique perspective compared to a lot of my other friends even to some of my other black friends because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you said every black person's lived experience is going to be different exactly. anyway yeah 100% oh and I think you, awesome. I think you're kind of downplaying how often we send each other <laughs> <laughs> i most certainly am yeah i think i probably text you most out of everyone i know my girlfriend included it's uh she sees any meme and she's like boom <laughs> i find you you're an insta you're a, a facebook memer i'm an instagram memer like mm, i send you mm-hmm. mostly most of my memes are on insta and yours are mostly on facebook in fairness, because of my girlfriend, I now follow a lot of private meme accounts. So half the time oh, I see something and I'm like, oh, Morgan. And then I can't send I it to follow you. follow it yet. But I want you to know how devoted I am. <laughs> the odd time that they give the credit from the original video, I will hunt it down. And if they don't have a private account, I send it to you. <laughs> Thank you. You're so special. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to brag, but I, you know, I go the extra mile sometimes. That's that's boilty. Boilty. That's hard. Yeah. It's way easier when we're texting because we're not thinking about how it sounds. No. Also, I'm the worst texter on the planet. Oh, your typos are legendary, man. Half the time it's funnier than what you were trying to say. I don't even fix it. I just leave it. <laughs> no, because you know I will LOL on the other end. Yeah. Oh, man. 
So I think this is probably a good place to end on a happy note. Um, but okay. if you have anything else that you'd like to plug from what you're working on, fire away. I mean, I'm just uh, kind of, what am I working on? <laughs> Do you have clips on YouTube or anything that people can find or is it all on Eastlink? It's basically all on Eastlink. I need to get better with, you know, uh, promoting myself. I don't even have a professional Twitter account or, or anything. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get off social media. I find, I don't know. I just haven't been into it lately. I think but a lot of people on- are going through that kind of fatigue. Yeah, the pandemic yeah, has made it worse awesome. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, follow me on the gram if you want to. Um, Which account? You no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Jessen. <laughs> I mean, you do have a pretty cute one for your cat. I'm just gonna put that yeah. out there. Yeah, with his tablet. That killed me today. I was like, as if the cat has his own tablet. But yeah. I also wouldn't put it past you to do that. <laughs> you treat your cats like royalty. It's precious. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, would it be? <laughs> What I can't remember the uh, the username for Arthur. Orange Arthur J. Orange Arthur J. Like no underscores or no, just Orange Arthur J. Because he's orange. His name's Arthur Jessen. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> yep, covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just—is it Morgan Jessen on Instagram? I thought you had Morgan a... Jess. Uh, Morgan Jessam underscore. Uh, I thought there was an underscore yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, okay. it was, it was your point. account, not Arthur's. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Morgan. It was awesome chatting with you. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to see what you're going to cook up for me next time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about the origins of salt and pepper. Oh, geez. <laughs> for those who don't know, that was the radio show that Morgan and I had in first year in RTA. And yeah. uh, we tried to carry it on second year, but it, our schedules just didn't line up with you yeah. being in TV and me being no. in radio. Yeah. <sighs> Much to my sadness, it didn't happen. <laughs> I still Someday. have our poster there in my house. Oh, that's right. And it's got yeah. both our signatures on it, right? Yeah, because we're famous. Obviously, you know, you got to hang on to that. It might be worth something someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Morgan. And we will chat soon. Okay, bye. Out of Context with Caitlin Hartland.